Welcome to Win The Day. I'm your host, James Whitaker, author and producer of Think and Grow Rich The Legacy. And in this show, I share the tools and strategies used by the world's best performers to help you transform your own life. Are you fired up? I am. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode four of Win The Day. And today's episode is titled The Secret to Happiness. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But I promise you we will get into some good stuff in this episode. And before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that if you are listening to this podcast, you can also access the video version on YouTube. And if you're currently watching the YouTube version, there is also a, a podcast version available. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and anywhere else that you can find a podcast. Just type in Win the Day with James Whitaker, hit subscribe, and you can get access to episodes as soon as they are released. And I also wanted to quickly remind you that the Think and Grow Rich, the Legacy Speaker Tour starts next month on the 3rd and the 4th of May at the Anaheim Convention Center in Los Angeles, California. So that will be the kickoff event. I will be speaking there alongside John Shin, Tim Story, David Meltzer, Sharon Lecter, Brandon Adams, Kevin Harrington. We've got a really amazing list of speakers. So to learn more about the event, just go to tgrworldtour.com and use promo code WINTHEDAY and that will give you $200 off any ticket that you choose. tgrworldtour.com with promo code WINTHEDAY. All right, let's get into today's episode. And the quote for today's episode comes from Jim Rohn. And I hope many of you out there know who Jim Rohn is. And the quote says, be happy with what you have while you pursue all that you want. Be happy with what you have while you pursue all that you want. And if you've never heard of Jim Rohn, he is an extremely well-regarded success coach. Sadly, he passed away in 2009, but without his lessons, I certainly wouldn't be where I am today. He really uh, carried the torch for Napoleon Hill's teachings and shared so many of his lessons and was really the mentor of a lot of the personal development icons that you see in the world today. And if you've read Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, you might recall how people like Sharon Lecter and Don Green mentioned that they sought mentors from the written word. And so many people who I talk to these days, it's mainly for young people or those starting out who feel dejected that they don't have any quote unquote important people in their social circle that they can be mentored by. Well, you have access to the most brilliant minds in history through the power of the written word. It's worked for Don Green, Sharon Lecter, myself, and so many other people. So don't let it get you down. Go and access people like Jim Rohn and anyone else that you want to find out more about because you can learn so much about their uh, lessons. So that's the good news. And through the constant repetition, which is what I did with people like Jim Rowan, you can really transform your brain. And when you start to see it and do that weeks on end, you will really notice the transformation in your own life. It really is an amazing process to see. And I'm truly fascinated by this subject of human motivation. And it's something that I've dedicated my life to understanding more about. And what I like to do is see how ordinary people can apply and model the success habits of extraordinary performers to achieve success and happiness in their own lives, irrespective of what happened in their past. And 
When you've been following me and you hear about people like Janine Shepard, who was hit by a truck, and Jim Stovall, who was di diagnosed with total and permanent blindness when he was a teenager, how were these people able to achieve superior success and happiness given the, uh, these uh, truly unique hardships that they had to face? And there are people these days, like, why is it that people who are seemingly born with everything on a plate, who grow up and their lives seem to be a mess, and there are other people like Janine and Jim who have had to face seemingly insurmountable hurdles in their own life, yet they are able to continue to rise. Why is that the case? Well, Buddhist practitioners believe that all life is suffering and that the source of that suffering is desire, so craving that which we do not currently have. But Napoleon Hill fans might recognize that the very first principle of Think and Grow Rich is you guessed it, desire. And in fact, Napoleon Hill even wrote that the starting point of all achievement is desire. So where is one to turn? And I thought this might be a good time to reference a conversation that I actually had with my father from a few years ago. And my siblings and I have always called our father Noel, which is his first name. I'm not sure why we started doing that, but that's what we call him. So there I was having a bit of a vent to my father, Noel, where I explained to him that I was annoyed by what I thought was a lack of results because I feel like I had earned something that hadn't yet manifested through all the actions that I had taken. And Noel listened calmly to what I was saying. And then our exchange went a little something like this. Noel said to me, when you're driving on the highway and you're behind a slow car, how do you feel? And I said, frustrated, pissed off. And he said, why? And I said, well, because I want to get in front of them. And he said, well, why do you want to get in front of them? And I said, so I can get to my destination faster. And he said, and what happens when you get in front of them? And I said, there's one more car. And he paused and then said, yes, there's one more car. And that hit me like I had been dunked in an ice bath because it occurred to me that it doesn't matter what race you're running right now, there is always one more car. And I'll never forget that powerful lesson on the futility of impatience. So let's unpack that a little. There is a very big difference between being satisfied from giving your best actions in the present and attaching your happiness to an outcome. As Dale Carnegie, who is the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People, he once said, we are all dreaming of some magical rose garden over the horizon instead of enjoying the roses blooming outside our windows today. And thinking back to that conversation with my dad, he had reminded me that I'd been too focused on chasing what was over the horizon rather than enjoying the journey. And even when Napoleon Hill referenced desire in his achievement philosophy, he meant it in terms of stimulating action in the present. Hill believed that purposeful action was the surest way to become self-reliant, insulate ourselves from defeat, and realize our potential. Because without action, our brain atrophies, just like a muscle we don't use. And when that happens, we will eventually succumb to ill health, uh, poverty and misery, maybe not overnight, but it is bound to happen. And true happiness is not just found in the present, it is found by being present. While yes, it's our duty to be the best we can be, our self-worth should never be contingent on an outcome, destination or material possession. 
Enjoying the journey, come rain, hail or shine, is what counts the most. And if you think back to episode three, the last episode with Rob Deerdeck, where Rob said, as I've continued to level up, I stop and decide what the answer is, and then I build my life backwards from there. And I frequently talk about the importance of identifying your perfect destination in all areas of your life, everything from your career to experiences and travel and relationships and anything else that you want, and then working backwards from that perfect destination to five years, three years, one year, 90 days, right back so you know what actions that you need to take today and how they relate to that long-term mission. It's what comprises the success plan and really what is the backbone of this whole win the day theme that I talk about with this podcast and my speeches and everything else that I do. And if you've read Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, you might recall how David Meltzer, who is the CEO of Sports One Marketing, he actually mentioned that his definition of happiness is the ongoing pursuit of our potential. So happiness is the ongoing pursuit of our potential. And I love that definition. And our potential each day is not realized, sorry, our potential each day is realized when we're developing our skills, when we're challenging our abilities, working on tasks that we enjoy, and surrounding ourselves with people we love. But it is not realized from watching four hours of television each day. Having a success plan helps you understand who you are and what is most important in your life. This allows you to focus on what actions you can take in the present so you can release yourself from any worry about the future because if you're focused on winning the day, your future will take care of itself. You just need to enjoy the ongoing pursuit of your potential, as David Meltzer said. After all, think about any achievement, whether it's a weight loss goal or becoming president. Any big goal is just a series of small wins that you have had along the way. It's important to ensure that your unique definition of success is comprehensive. We all have a fixed number of hours each day, so you need to carefully prioritize the most important areas in your life, which is where scheduling, literally scheduling it into your calendar, time for your work, play, health, family, whatever it might be, can be so valuable. It's up to you to come up with your unique definition of success, but please make sure it is something holistic. The answer that Rob Deerdeck mentioned before and the potential that David Meltzer mentioned, they relate to all areas of their lives, which is why they both enjoy a strong balance of success, both personally and professionally. And in this process, it's helpful to separate the difference between what we need and what we want. Because think about it, deconstructed, there really aren't that many things that we actually need to lead a happy life. Maybe food, water, shelter, sunshine, connection, medical care. You could probably name one or two others, but that's pretty much it. However, if we focused on creating a list of what we wanted and we exclusively attached our happiness as a byproduct of having attained that, the list would stretch on forever. If the thousands of daily advertising messages that we receive and are bombarded by are anything to believe would include everything from billions of dollars in the bank and exotic cars to bespoke jewelry and tailored clothing. So right now, let's think about a practical example of this. So let's talk about Ben, who's 35 years old. He works at a law firm 
but his dream is to make partner of that law firm. Ben gets into the office at 7 a.m. and returns home at 9 p.m. each day. Due to time constraints, he eats whatever he can on the go and rarely exercises. Ben's wife and childhood sweetheart, Jess, stays at home to look after their two young kids. For, for years, Ben has told his wife to be patient because his promotion to partner will eventually happen. He needs to be partner and she should want that for him too because the moment it happens, they will have everything they need and can finally live happily ever after. A short time later, in a meeting with his bosses, Ben is told that he needs to raise his billable hours to be considered for partnership, so he works even harder, neglecting his family even more. A few years later, Jess has become tired of her absentee husband, while her kids only have a surface-level relationship with their father. Jess communicates these frustrations to Ben, but he resents the judgment because he's doing it for them. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Jess moves into her parents and takes the children with her. Ben eventually makes partner of the law firm, but quickly realizes that there's always more hours to bill, clients to gain, and work to do. He also discovers that by attaching his happiness to the outcome, he missed the incredible things that he already had in his life and lamented that he never enjoyed the journey. Ben realized the hard way that he'd confused his needs with his wants. Now, you might know someone who is in a relationship like that, or perhaps you're in a relationship like that. But having an honest and open conversation about what's most important and literally putting systems in place to help everyone in that situation enjoy the journey can save that relationship before it's too late. And regardless of what destination we're pursuing, whether it's romance, cash, fitness, jewelry, a waterfront mansion, or any other destination that you can think of, those who spend all their time trying to pass the car in front will never be satisfied. Instead, eradicate phrases like, I'll be happy when, and I'll be happy if, from your vocabulary. Be clear on what success looks like to you, but remember to give yourself everything that you have got in the present moment. As coach John Wooden said, success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing that you made the effort to do your best to become the best that you are capable of becoming. That's how we win the day, and that's what makes the journey so fun. So that's it for episode four. If you're enjoying the show, I would really appreciate it if you gave it a five-star rating or if you're watching it on YouTube, if you gave it a big like. And of course, if this message resonated with you, if you could share it with others, that would be amazing too. So thanks for listening. Until next time, onwards and upwards always. Thank you.